Let's just pray before we come into this moment of, of hearing from God's word. A gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for this time. We give you thanks that we can meet together as a community of faith in new and different ways. Lord, we just pray that each and every one of us that are in their homes, that are in different locations, may come together in your name, that we may worship, that we may listen, that we may have the Holy Spirit upon us to understand your word found in the Bible today. Oh Lord, we pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, we actually are now in our last week on our preaching series, looking at the letter to the Ephesians. Over the weeks, we have, have seen how the Apostle Paul has been encouraging the believers in Ephesus and, and us. As we read Ephesians, we realise that this message is not just to a church back in history, but it is to believers everywhere. And it's an encouragement to us to hear these words again, to understand these words and take them to heart. See, Paul has been trying to encourage the church in Ephesus and us to understand our identity in Christ Jesus, to know what it means in real practical ways to live out our identity in Jesus through our behaviours, through our relationships, whether they be in our, our romantic married life relationships or, or whether they be in our family relationships or our relationships to authority. It's how we live our life that displays our identity to the world around us. But it is what that is founded in, and that is Jesus Christ is so important. See, Paul now, and we're coming into the second half of chapter 6 of Ephesians, he's wrapping up, he's finalising. It's the last section of Ephesians. And by no means is this a, you know, a piece of fluff and hasn't got anything in it. It's just like closing words. It's not like farewell and thanks for all the fish. But it is actually containing really strong advice and encouragement that we should try and understand how we can actually enact and claim our identity in Christ. But before we jump into it too much, what I want to do is share with you the key verse for us to actually understand about what we need to do. And it comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. And as, as, as we're going to read through today, as we're reading through Ephesians, I'm using the New Living Translation, and you may find that some words will be different between, the, say, the NIV, if you're using that, or New Revised Standard, or whatever version you're using. Some words will be different. The meaning is the same, but as our language changes, as, as we have different versions, it can help us understand this. And I love the way the New Living Translation places this, and it says, Therefore... Put on every piece of God's armour so you will be able to resist the enemy in the times of evil. Then after the battle, you will be still standing firm. See, the NIV and other translations translate that as put on the full armour of God. You know, see, I love how the New Living Translation, instead of saying 
the full armour, putting on every bit, all those kind of things. But it says put on every piece. Don't leave out a piece, don't skip a bit, don't think one bit is less important than the other. It's put on everything. Not just some, not this nebulous, but every piece. Because they're all important. You know, when, when, when I think about this passage, when I, when I read this passage about putting on every piece of the armour of God, it always makes me think about what protective gear do we put on? What things do we protect ourselves from in our, in our world around us? And see, the thing about putting on protective gear, putting on things that will protect you, is the first of all, the first thing you need to do is you actually need to perceive that there's a danger. You need to know that there is an apparent danger and then you're going to actually protect yourself in all of this. If you don't have a sense of danger, then why do you need to protect yourself? If you don't feel that you're in trouble or there's imminent danger in your life or this may hurt, hurt you, why would you go and protect yourself? You know, I think it's actually really hard for some people to, to actually understand the need for protection. But when we understand the dangers that are around us, when we understand the dangers that face us, then we actually will place protections around us to stop those dangers getting to us. Let me get into some specific examples um, and, and, and some from my life. Now, some of you will know that previously, before I, I came into being a pastor, I was a scientist before that. I was a research scientist. Um, and one of the things that, you know, and some of the things I did and worked with was, was biological samples um, and also uh, radioactive samples. So we had to understand that, you know, you might have a biological sample in front of you and it could be a clear liquid and you look at it and you go, it looks like water. Um, is it dangerous? And the answer is yes. There is danger there. You need to understand that there's danger. And you might be using a, you know, I might have been using uh, a radio, radiation in order to do some of my experiments that we had. And you needed to actually understand that that clear liquid in front of you was dangerous on another level. And so what you do is a, there is you put on your gloves, you'd put on your, your gown, you'd put on your mask, you'd put on your eyewear, um, you'd have the protective gear in front of you, have protective shielding in front of you, you'd wash your hands, you'd clean up afterwards, you did the protection because you knew that that was dangerous. There was danger there, so you protected yourself from the danger. Some of you might also know that I ride a push bike and, um, and that when I ever ride a push bike, I will always put on protective gear, you know, a helmet and other things for that. I actually find it so amazing that, that so many parents will give such mixed messages to their children about danger and protection. See, I'll see a mum or a dad riding along with their kids. Their kids have got their helmets on and the mum or dad don't have anything on their head. You know, and that may come from a number of things. And, the, and this is the thing. They may have thought they've been riding a, 
a bike for years and years and years and never fallen off. So why do I need to put a helmet on? Because I've never fallen off in my life. So they've lowered their sense of danger. They're, they're not perceiving there's a sense of danger there. But they're saying to their children in the same breath, I'm not going to put one on, but I want you to put one on. I want you to have a helmet on because you need to protect yourself. So what is that? That's mixed messaging to, to a child. So what does the child then learn? Well, if you don't perceive a danger, if you get good enough at something, um, proficient enough, then you don't need to worry about it. You tend to get a bit blasé. It also says that um, don't listen to the words you say, but just do the action. So they learn that what you say is actually not as important as what you do. So they will look at the parent and go, they're not wearing anything, so why should I? When I grow up, I'm going to throw it away. I'm not going to use it. It's so important for us to have that. We also are in an amazing time in terms of the situation in the world. You know, we live in a time where governments, organisations are trying to protect our society from the spread of the COVID-19 virus. They needed to get to a point where their perceived sense of danger to the community had raised itself to a certain level before they put in their protections. And as that danger level increases, the protections will increase as well. The more we perceive the danger, the more the protection will come in. And see, the thing about protection it's not just about protecting yourself, it's actually protecting your family, your friends and your community. It's not just an individual personal thing, it extends beyond. And in the same way, Paul is giving advice to the Christian community back there to protect themselves spiritually, to protect themselves against the thing that's going to draw them away from their love of God and their understanding of Jesus Christ, draw them away from their identity in Christ. So we need to protect ourselves. We need to put on every piece of God's armour. So let's just dive into Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to be reading from verses 10 through to 24. We'll just skip a couple of bits as we go along. Um, not because they're not important, but because we just want to focus on some of the really important parts in all of this. But what I want you to do um, at home is, is to grab your Bible, open it up, and, and have a look at it. Now, if you're using uh, a paper Bible, you know, physical Bible, that's fantastic. It'll be in front of you while we're looking at that. And I want you to have a look at that and make some notes about this because these are important protective steps for ourselves. Uh, if you're using um, uh, the Bible app, then, then use that to make your notes on there. Or if you're uh, taking notes from our um, latest talk message, our latest message on our website, that'll have our talk notes on all of there and you can fill in your notes for yourself and follow on from there. Or if you're on the Church Online um, platform that we're presenting today through, um, you can actually go into, on, on one of the tabs at the side, is, is notes and you can go there and you'll see the notes for, for today. And it'll also have the Bible there and you can actually open up, up the verses and, and follow along on the side there as well. But let's just jump into Ephesians 6, 
verses 10 um, through to 12. Just the first three. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armour so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See, here's the first thing that we need to know and remember. It is not on our own strength that we do this. We actually rely on the strength of God to do all of this. And secondly, that spiritual battles are real. See, we're going to face many battles in our lives, whether it be health or financial, emotional, relational. There will be battles. But the battle that Paul wanted the people in Ephesus and Paul wanted us as believers in Christ as Christians, to be ready for is the spiritual battle. And see, the spiritual battle is the battle that most people don't perceive the danger of. They don't perceive the danger, so they do not put the protections in place. They don't prepare themselves for what is there to come. See, there is a battle that wants to draw you away from God. There is a battle that wants to put you down and say you are not worthy. There is a battle that's saying that you may have done something in your past and you are not worthy of God's love or God's grace. You are not worthy of, of love at all. There's a battle going on that you may have an addiction that is driving you away from understanding the true love of God in your life. See, these battles are raging for your time your energy to draw you away from God and draw you into something else. These are spiritual battles. And if we're not prepared for it, if we don't see the danger in it, you will never put on the protective gear that will help you. You need to prepare for what's coming. We need to prepare to stand our ground. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you, if you have your faith in Jesus the thing that you are being prepared for, the thing you are being ready for, is to stand your ground. To know and claim your identity in Jesus Christ and say, that is who I am. I am Jesus' follower. So what is the protection that we need? What is the thing that Paul is telling the church to do? And it comes in the next verses. We're going to start from verse 13 to 14, and we're just going to pause for a second after that and have a look at it. Therefore, put on every piece, notice it's put on every piece, I love it, put on every piece of God's armour, so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. So there's the first two parts, how we stand our ground. What is the first parts of the putting on every piece of God's armour? The first is the belt of truth. And we need to realise that Paul is writing in a time when the Roman soldier was the pinnacle of 
those who were fighters, the pinnacle of the army, the pinnacle of conquering and, and taking over, of being in battle and winning. And so the soldier, the metaphor that is being used here, the people could understand, and often we don't necessarily relate as well to it, but here's the thing. So the soldier's belt held together the armour. It enabled the soldier to move freely, but it also held everything in place. It was the foundation. It was the thing that held it all together. It's what they put it all to, held it all to. And here it is. It's the belt of, no, the belt is truth. It's the truth that God, the truth of God in your life, the truth of God of who we are. It is our identity in Jesus Christ. It's the truth that God has won the victory through Jesus' life, his teaching, his ministry, his death, his resurrection. And it is also found in your truthfulness, in the way that you are honest and true in your life. See, deceit will weave its way through. If you are lying and not truthful, it will loosen the truth of God in your life. You won't be protected as much. And then we have the body armour of God's righteousness. The breastplate, in other translations. The body armour. And I like the body armour because it's protecting the body. It's protecting the vital organs, the heart, the lungs, the, the central part. You know, in and, and modern days we put on, you know, the, the vests over here to protect the important vital organs. And see, here's the thing. We're in a spiritual battle. This is what Paul is talking about, a spiritual battle in our lives. And the thing that happens is, you know, the devil will get us. It will push us. And it will say that you are not worthy enough. It wants to drive straight into your heart and say you are not worthy enough. We need to remember to put on God's righteousness for our life, to understand that we are made right through God. We remember that God has done all of this. He has redeemed us, made us right. And God will strengthen us to live out righteously, not self-righteously, but righteously in the love of God. Then Paul goes on and gives some more advice, gives on what else we need to put on. And Ephesians 6 verse 15, it says, For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. You know, the shoes of peace. See, for the soldier, footwear is essential. It was the thing that allowed them to stand their ground. It was the thing that allowed them to march and march and keep on going. Have you ever tried to run a race in shoes that are worn out, that are bad, that do not support? You know, I've, I've had times when I've haven't bought new running shoes. And let me tell you, my knees have ended up being injured and I've not been able to run because my shoes weren't right. See, the shoes provide the support for us. And what are we meant to put on? We're meant to put on the shoes of peace, the gospel of peace in our life. That's the firm foundation for who we are, the gospel of peace. We know that the peace of God is with us will sustain us. And we know that we have the peace of God because of the grace of God, because of what God has done for us. Then Paul goes on in, in, in verse 16 and says this, In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith 
to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. See, the, the shield of faith here. See, arrows are going to come flying. They're going to be fired at you. And these things are going to be things like temptation or doubt or guilt or accusation or anxiety. And the, and the list goes on and on and on. And see, the first line of defence against all of these things is our faith. It's not just a random faith. It's not faith in anything. It's faith in God. And I want to, I want to show you what the shield of faith is like. It, it says when, you, when, you're, when you're anxious, when you're in doubt, when accusations are coming against you, you say, I trust in God. I trust in God. See, God is greater than what is facing me. God is greater than what the accusation is coming towards me. God will win the battle. I am with God. I trust in God. See, this is putting on the shield of faith. He's actually claiming it, standing up and saying, I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe that he has died for my sins. I believe that he is the one who makes me righteous. I believe he is the one that brings me into close relationship with God. He is the one that can overcome all things because God is greater than my troubles and my battles. And then after Paul says that we need to put on our shield of faith, he then says in verse 17, he says this, Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. See, the helmet of salvation, and I like how he actually makes it a helmet of salvation. That's the knowledge of salvation, that our salvation is through Jesus. It protects our thoughts. You know, the tough spiritual battles that often happen are the ones that happen in our brain, the ones that happen quietly in our head that says self-doubt, self-worth not being there. A battle that says that you are not good enough, that somehow you've done something wrong. See, God says that you're wonderfully and beautifully made. God is seeking you to come back to him. Remember that you are saved through the grace of Jesus Christ. See, God loves you and wants you and God is greater than any of your doubts. So put on that helmet of salvation, the truth and the knowledge that Jesus Christ has won it all for you. And we also carry the sword of the Spirit. We carry the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word, the Bible. It's a sword for both of you, know, both attack and defence. So when we are being bombarded by spiritual battles... We need to remember how Jesus fought the temptation that Satan had for him. When he was having real temptations in front of him, Jesus stood firm by responding with God's word. Hold fast to the word. Remind yourself of what the word of God is. Fight the lives of the devil. Fight the spiritual battle with the truth found in the Bible. Know the truth in the Bible. That is so key. If you don't know the truth in the Bible, then how are you going to fight with the truth of the Bible? You've got to understand the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. You've got to let it come into your heart. You've got to know what it means. Do you know the promises that God has for you? Do you know the truth that is found in the Scripture? A lot of people will leave 
the armour of God there, putting on every piece. But Paul adds a section that I don't want us to overlook but really understand for ourselves. And it's from verses 18 and 19 and it's about prayer. So he put on all of those things but then he also says something about prayer. He says it's so important for us to pray. And let me put it here. Let me read it for you. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all the believers everywhere. So prayer is not just about yourself. Prayer is about the others. Notice what I was saying at the very beginning. Protection is not just about protection for you. It's protection about your family. It's about your friends. It's about the community around us, the community of faith and the community outside. Pray not just for yourself, but pray for your family, pray for your friends, pray for your other believers and pray for the world around us that they may know God as their Lord and Saviour. And then Paul goes on to say, you know, pray for all believers everywhere. And he says, pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. So he's going, go on, pray for me so I spread the good news. It's actually a really important for us. It's, it's that pray for people that are spreading the good news of Jesus Christ into all of the worlds. Not only pray that we will stand firm, but pray that we will be bold. Pray that we will be bold and go and spread the good news to all the world around us. See, prayer is a powerful weapon for good. It changes people's lives. It encourages, it uplifts, it reassures, it changes our God is greater than what is facing us. And if we pray and we ask, not just only general requests, general prayers are great, but specific prayers as well. Specific prayer requests. Paul gives a specific request for prayer to go and have the strength to go and keep on bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to all the world so that people, so that the, the authorities, the religious authorities and the people around will know that Jesus Christ came for both Jews and Gentiles to all of the world. See, we need to be alert, we need to be village, vigilant and we need to keep on praying. We need to persevere in our prayer. Pray not only just written prayers, and written prayers, are, are some great prayers are written prayers, prayers that have gone on from year to year. We may pray the Lord's Prayer, but if we just pray it and we don't actually understand the words, we don't have the meaning within the words, they are just the words that we do time and time again, then it loses its power. We need to pray the words as though they're fresh and new. They are coming from you as an individual. We may pray prayers that are written hundreds of years ago, but we may also pray prayers that are written just yesterday. But we also need to learn how we pray as the Spirit of God leads us to pray into specific situations for specific things. Because as we pray in the Spirit of God, it will guide our prayers, it will guide our thoughts, it will guide our understanding and will draw us to new understandings. I know I've been in situations where I've been needing to pray for in the situations and I've actually just paused and let, stopped and let God guide me, let the Spirit of God guide me to, to know what to pray in those situations, to know when to pray, to know when to and what to do. We need to let the Spirit of God guide our prayers. 
And then Paul wraps up this whole letter of the Ephesian church with a final greeting and words of encouragement. And I want to use these as our final greeting and words of encouragement for us today as we wrap wrap up our message series on the letter to the Ephesians to actually understand that our identity, our true identity, is found in our identity in Jesus Christ and who we are. And it affects not only our idea of ourselves, but our behaviours that we have, our relations that we have, our way we deal with those who are in power and the way we deal with those who are different from us, the way we draw together in unity, the way we protect ourselves and the way we see ourselves in this time when we are facing difficulties and concerns. It is so important for us to have a word of blessing and understanding for ourselves. So let us hear Paul's final blessing, final encouragement, final words to the Ephesian church and to us today. So we're from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 23 and 24. Paul says this, and I say this to you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters. And may God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon you who love our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just pray together. Our gracious Lord, we just ask that in this moment, that if we've been struggling with the situation that is facing our world with the COVID-19 virus, that if we're starting to doubt that you are with us, Lord, help us to stand firm in this time. Help us to put on every piece of the armour of God so that we may know that you have not left us, that we may know that you are stronger and greater than this, that we will rise up to the challenge that is in front of us. Oh, Lord God, we just pray today that if there are anybody that feels a leading from God, that is God is speaking to you right now, speaking you to place your trust in Jesus Christ. That you will put up your hand, you will raise your hand and you will say that, that I place my trust in Christ. That I want the peace of God in my life. That yes, I may be scared, that yes, it may be difficult in this time, but I place my trust in you. I ask, Lord, that you redeem me, redeem me that save me, that lead me to new life. Oh Lord, we pray this in your powerful name. Amen. Amen.